This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Tuesday, October 22nd. So glad you're taking time out of your day to listen to Morning Breath, to get in the Word. That's what we're all about here is getting into the Bible and learning something, spending some time with Jesus. That's what we do. The people on the program here, we take a, a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend some time studying it and praying and, and talking to the Lord about it. And then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air here in our little studio, and it goes out over the radio airwaves, and then we talk about whatever God leads us to, to really focus on in the chapter. We haven't compared any notes, but we are here today having done the same thing. How you doing, Pastor Matt? Doing really good. Um, I'm in the middle of fantasy football drama. Have you ever uh, been there? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I looked at mine recently, I realized that my bye week took all my—everybody— Everybody but my good quarterback that was good off my team is now sitting on the bench, and I don't even have a defense anymore. So it's awesome. It. Yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a kind of drama Strip we back. need we, in our lives. Yeah, that's you know? really high drama pressure. that doesn't matter. Actually. Yes, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great, and I love morning breath. So, um, yeah, good, good to have <laughs> you, man. Tell the folks a little bit about it. How they can get a. On the same page, same chapter, actually, we're in and all that. All right. We'll go to our website, eccc.us, or you can get the podcast, or you can um, get, uh, dial the number 321-452-1060 to get the mail-out or emailed guide sent to you, or you can get our app, download the app, the East Coast app. Um, we have YouTube page as well to see past sermons from East Coast mm. Christian Center, and we got some stuff coming up this uh, next few weeks um, at, here at the end of October. We have... a uh, a Vieira movie night. This is a. Yeah. It's going to be a movie out at Vieira High School um, with candy and just different Super things. Super well attended last yeah. last time. Um, yep, it's going to awesome. A lot of fun for the kids, and we're having a family fun night October thirty first in Merritt Island. At uh, it's a Thursday at six thirty to eight thirty p.m. So there's two fall events there: October twenty fifth and October thirty first. We're having one out at Coco too, Coco Campus. I don't know about Vieira. We yeah, I talked to them last. Uh, last night, or was it last? Well, I think it was last Monday night. I was out there, and uh, at a leadership meeting. I think they're gonna they're gonna do one out there on Thursday. So. Sounds awesome. It'll be great. That Coco Camp is out on Friday Road. So if you're out by I ninety five and five twenty four, you know what area. it is. Yeah, they're gonna do like a f- family fun night type nice. of event. Yeah, awesome. have some uh, inflatables and some candy, and have a place for the kids in the neighborhood to come that's safe and and fun and all that stuff. So cool. Be good. So there you have it. Anything else we need to chat about today? We got a, a very beefy chapter. We'll say hello to Nick real quick. Hey, Nick, running the board. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Great, you sound man. clear today. <laughs> I feel like I remember you saying that last week. Or are you serious? Before you sound clear again and again. <laughs> How's that, man? <laughs> I love you. it. Yeah, good deal. So uh, we're gonna just blast through. Unless you got something to announce or say or anything going on, we need to talk about or. Man, there's so. I'd like to invite anyone to church. That's what I would do. It. Um, Love to invite you to church, East Coast Christian Center. If you're looking for a place to uh, call home, check it out. Uh, East Coast Christian Center on eccc.us. You can see all the information. We have four campuses, eleven services, 
and you can plan a visit right there on our page. If you yeah. do, someone will meet you. <clears throat> whatever time, whatever service that you say you're going to be there, help you out, show you where to go, how to check your kids in, different things like that. Yeah. And check it out on eccc.us. Yes, do it. So let's get into the chapter. It's very long. We're going to be reading chapter 26. There are 75 verses. And so uh, I'm, there's a good break at the end of 32. 75, man, that's half of that's like 37 and a half, right? I guess I'll read through verse 37. All right. You can take it at 38. Perfect. I must say to you, read, sir. I'm reading the New King James Version. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings that he said to his disciples, you know that after two days is a Passover and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests, the scribes, the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. But when Jesus was aware of it, he said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not always have. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, that what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. So from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When evening had come, he sat down with the twelve. Now as they were eating, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each of them began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man indeed goes, just as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Excuse me. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? He said to him, You have said it. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. 
Peter answered and said to him, Even if all made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will, deny, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken away from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived with him. With him was a large crowd, armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judah said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then will the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple, courts teaching, As you did not arrest me, but this has all taken place, that in the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Those who arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard to the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Mm. You have said so, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming out on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest 
tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard this blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You were also with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again, with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are the one. You are one of them. Your accent gives you away. But he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus has spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Ah, men. Wow. Incredible chapter. You know, I, I'm not a prophetic expert by any means, but I was able to recognize, I just put a little P beside, you know, each verse that I recognize that way. I was able to recognize 10 different, 10 or 11 different prophetic, major prophetic things that were fulfilled in this chapter, you know, whether it was his arrest or, you know, being slapped and struck or, you know, uh, just so many of the things, even, uh, you know, he who dips with me will betray me. And when Jesus was aware of it, she said, everywhere this woman, what this woman has done uh, will will be spoken of as a good work for her and as a memorial to her. And it's true. You know, it was written in the Gospels and it's been uh, repeated again and again what this woman did. And I don't know. I just thought, wow, what a prophetic chapter. What a bunch of fulfillment of the Word of God in both the Old Testament and fulfillment of what Jesus was saying while he was uh, living out that chapter with his disciples. It's also, uh, I don't know, there was a part in it that stood out to me that, that I thought was very powerful. and uh, just does it, does it have to do with prophecy? No. I wanted to mention <clears throat> something about prophecy. Sure. Uh, it was a book I think you actually recommended for me to read, I don't know, like a long time ago, probably pushing like 18 years, 20 years. <laughs> It was uh, Evidence That Demands a Verdict by yep. Josh McDowell, and uh, it had some great things on prophecy and just about how many prophetic words were spoken out that Jesus fulfilled, and and uh, even talked about the odds of, of how many of those were actually filled, um, fulfilled, and just how incredible it was. And I just, if someone is interested in kind of some just cool things, there's that book, Evidence That <clears throat> Demands a Verdict. Yeah. And then there's another book that's really good that's kind of like a similar book. And I'm I'm losing track of the name, but I know you're going to help me remember it. It, it was a movie recently, uh, The Case for Christ. That's yeah, it by Lee yeah, Strobel. Yeah, and uh, it's another great book. Um, in fact, if somebody that you know is kind of like really, you know, doesn't isn't sure to believe in God, and and they're kind of just saying, well, I need some evidence. I I I can't just have faith. Those both of those book, books are great. The Case for Christ is really good that way too. It really goes into a lot of just the details of Jesus dying on the cross and rising again. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there if anybody's interested in learning more. Um, one of the stats was something to the effect of there's, you know, several hundred prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. Yes. But if you're only to take eight of them and um, the odds of that is the same odds of covering the state of Texas 
with two feet thick full of uh, yeah. half dollars and picking the one counterfeit out of the the whole state and that are the same odds and it's like one out of you know 10 to the 17th power yeah um 10 with 17 zeros behind it are the odds and uh, sometimes we read these things and we don't realize the impact um of all of these things coming true when the words were declared hundreds and in some cases thousands of years prior jesus fulfilled them all Wow. My favorite book to someone that's struggling for evidence and, uh, you know, wants to, wants to like give a book to somebody that maybe is an intellectual, someone who's very smart, that maybe struggles with the reality of Christ, is a book called Letters from a Skeptic. And it is a, a, it's really a compilation of letters that a son wrote to his father, who was a very educated guy, you know, very sharp guy. And he's, he just wrote him a letter and said, Dad, if you ever have a question about Christianity or about Christ or about my faith or anything like that, just ask me and I'd be glad to answer. And so his dad returned a letter and asked him a question. And so then he returned a letter and answered the question. And it's really the book is just a compilation of the letters between this father and this son. And it is my favorite, most powerful book I've ever seen on talking to someone who doesn't really, you know, they're on the outside and they're looking in and they they don't really believe. They're skeptical. And uh, it's by uh, Gregory A. Boyd. It's a really good book, too. So yeah. all three of those would be excellent books to it's read good. and look at and uh, good stuff. Anyway, the one, the one of the parts that stood out to me that was uh, was powerful in this, of course, is a woman with the uh, breaks the alabaster, you know, box and, and pours this uh, ointment on Jesus. Uh, many people thought, you know, in today's money, it'd be worth $35,000, you know, a year's wages, whatever that is for wherever you're at in, you know, your year's wages stuff. And and you think about that as a, as a single act, and it kind of, we could spend a lot of time talking about worship and how beautiful that was and all of those things, but I want to look at it from a little different view. She walks up behind him, it says, and pours it on his head. That would mean that it would run down his head, his neck, his hair, onto his, you know, garment. Uh, it would just really, you know, this was a bottle of it. This wasn't like, he, he, you know, he put a couple drops behind his ear or a little, you know, you know, like we spritz ourselves with cologne. This was poured over his head an entire bottle of this precious oil. Now, I don't know how much it it was, whether it was an ounce or if it was, uh, you know, five ounces of this oil. I don't know how much it was, but that's a lot of very strong perfume to be poured on someone, very fragrant oil. And uh, it's oil not like what we get. So we get this stuff that's a lot of alcohol that evaporates with a tiny bit of oil in cologne. But you know all this essential oil stuff going on right now. That oil is very, very powerful. This would have been in the same sort of genre, same sort of type of stuff. And here's what I want to say about it. You know, the the $35,000 was gone that they spent on it. Uh, the 30 pieces of silver ended up gone that, that uh, Judas got for betraying Jesus. Um, we could go right down to any money that's mentioned in the Bible is, is gone. But that fragrant oil was all over Jesus, 
as he went through every phase of the next week of his life, especially the crucifixion. Can you imagine him in Caiaphas' house, the amount of fragrance that was in there coming off of him? Can you imagine when they beat him and he sweat, the fragrance that came off of him? Can you imagine when they, when they gambled over his garment, what it smelled like? I just think there's this picture here that's being painted that the sweet fragrance of Christ, the love of God, was pouring out of Jesus, and there was this symbolic, prophetic uh, worship act that was done that sort of launched this all out. And this perfume and this, this sacrifice are going up at the same time through this process of this week. And I don't know, I just, it hit me in a really funny way today. I'd never really given that a lot of thought before. Like, wow, he's got all this poor oil. It's not just perfume. It's oil that's very fragrant poured over the top of his head and it would have run all over him most likely. And then that would have continued to flow all throughout this, this crucifixion type thing he went through. Yeah. So it's like he carried with him her act of worship. Yep. And so in the Bible, there's actually two different times this thing happens very similarly where somebody pours perfume on Jesus. And one is from a woman who um, seems pretty good, like a decent person, um, but it's a lot of money. It's worth like a year's wages. And then another one is from this woman who has uh, – she's – She's a woman, basically a prostitute, and yeah. she does the same thing. And it's a very expensive perfume, again, representing about a year's wages. And what I've always, you know, I've always kind of looked at that as like Jesus accepted um, worship from somebody who earned it. Um, and one person earned it through prostitution and one person earned it through we don't know how, through work or whatever. And Jesus accepted that worship from the person who maybe is looked at as the worst, maybe a person that's looked at as normal, but either person was allowed to worship God and give their life to him and he accepted their worship. And I just I just think about that in terms of us is that he accepts our worship even when we're not perfect, even when we didn't do it all right. And we're rather than running and hiding and, you know, when we make a mistake or do something stupid, we can go run and hide uh, we don't have to. We can come to him and give it all to him, and he accepts it, and he receives it. And then I think you add that on to what you're saying is then he carried that with him to the cross, yeah. and ultimately he was crucified with that fragrance on him. And so he not only does he accept our worship, but he forgives us, uh, even if it, that how we brought it to him. And we've all bring him um, some form Damaged or another of, of tainted yeah. worship where, yeah. where no one's perfect, but he receives that upon us and the significance of Jesus dying for our sins and forgiving us. It's a two-part act. It's one us uh, giving our all to him, and it's another act of him giving his all to us. And so you've got to do that. You've got to give him your all, even though if it's not worth much uh, to you, it's worth everything to him. He's giving his all back to you for forgiveness of sins and not just that, but filling us with his presence and giving us our purpose 
uh, uniting us with God the Father. There's so many significant things that happen when you give your life to Christ. You know, the other thing that I thought was really interesting here is all the other money sort of represented in this season here lost value in the crucifixion. But the perfume, though it was worth a year's wages, it actually increased in value because it was poured out on Jesus. And the Bible says it increased in value also because Jesus said it'll be, it'll be a memorial to this woman. This, this act is going to live forever. There aren't many things we do in life that live forever, you know, in, in the planet that we're dealing with right now. But it increased in value. And the other thing I just say about that is when you give something to Jesus, even if you give him little, it becomes much. And if you give him a lot, then it becomes even more. And so we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a little bit. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area, honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back. All right. want to go back to something that you said is uh, Mary's worship to Jesus uh, lasted forever. But there were two other things that happened in this chapter. You have uh, Judas betraying Jesus and Peter also denying him, Mm. betraying him, turning his back on him. And the one act of worship stood forever. And it really didn't matter what Mary did after that. It it didn't cancel out her act of worship to God. But... What Judas did versus what Peter did, Peter was able to recover because he didn't give up. He didn't quit. He received Jesus' forgiveness. In fact, he got grace later where Judas, Mm. unfortunately, he did not do that. He went and actually killed himself. He committed suicide. And 
So you look at that. What stands forever in your life? Your worship to God. But mm. what could be erased is the things that you do wrong. Now, not necessarily the consequences, the natural consequences, but in terms of how God views you and the forgiveness that you could receive, yes. you can do that. If you turn your life over to Christ, those those things that you've done wrong, God can forgive you. God can restore you. He can take what was evil in your life and turn it for good. And I just love that picture of your worship stands forever, but your sin is washed clean in Jesus Christ. You know, and Jesus even said it earlier. He set it up. He said, but after I've been raised, I'll go before you into Galilee. And, you know, Peter didn't know that, but that was going to be Peter. Jesus was already planning to restore Peter. And that's where he did it in Galilee. And Jesus has got a plan to restore you as well. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks, Pastor Matt. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.